Welcome to the Woe Podcast about horses and horsemanship, your weekly conversation about horses. I'm John Hare. Thanks again for listening. And it really means a lot to me that people are sharing their thoughts and ideas on the show. Really had fun talking with Kim Kelly last week, and it just everybody's been great. Kelly Aug, Susan Hoskins, Alyssa Barnes, Sam Finden. Thanks, you guys, for sharing the stuff about your horses that really help us all. On today's show, I wanted to give you an update about my mare, Jessie's lameness. Just to bring you back up to speed, my 19-year-old mare, Jessie, was showing some signs of mild lameness earlier in the year, and I'd given her some time off and decided that in April, I needed to have this lameness evaluated to see if there was anything we could do about it. It just wasn't getting better. So we took her to our our vet, the one we've used for a number of years now, and uh, there were x-rays which didn't really show any navicular problems. He also did a nerve block, and what was really interesting about the nerve block is that she was showing lameness in her left front. But at times in the history, and I explained to the vet that she seemed like she was lame in her right foot too. Well, when he blocked the nerve in her left foot, the left foot lameness went away, but she showed signs of lameness in her right foot. So whatever is going on seems to be happening in both legs. Now, the next step in the diagnostic routine is an MRI. They had done the hoof testing, the nerve block, the x-rays, the ultrasound showed nothing, and the next step would have been an MRI. They're very expensive. I really didn't see that that was going to give me any viable treatment options if we got a definitive diagnosis. So I decided to forego the MRI. Instead, with the vet's help, we chose to treat Jesse with a gram of butte morning and night, egg buck shoes on both front feet, which raised the angle of her and kind of changed the breakover point in hopes that that would make it a little bit more comfortable for her. We put in gel inserts to protect the sole of her feet. And then there was a prescription for some work to do, to ride Jessie three or four times a week, start off lightly, and then gradually work our way up. And we did all that. Now, just to give you kind of an idea of what lameness was all about and to how the vet rated Jesse's lameness, my vet uses a, a scale that goes from one to five. And he had some name for it, honestly. I don't remember. But it's a pretty standard lameness rating system where if the horse is rated at zero, there's no sign of lameness at all, which would be normal. Number one lameness, we would argue about whether she was lame or not. You might see it. I might not see it. If she was rated number two, then she's definitely showing signs of lameness, but you would take careful observation to determine exactly which of the four feet she was lame on. Number three is moderate lameness. That's obvious. Number four is severe lameness with a pronounced limp. And number five, the horse can't bear weight on the foot at all. So that's the highest level of lameness. Jesse was rated at number three on that exam in April. And After following the treatment program for eight weeks, it was time to take her back to the vet. And we were going to go back there and do a routine dental 
procedure anyway. We do our dentals every other year. Jessie was due, so I thought this would be a good time. She was on her second set of shoes and gel inserts. I wanted to know if I was going to continue doing that or not. And I wanted to see how she was doing. I stopped the butte a couple of days before the exam so both the doctor and I could get a really good read on what she was doing without the medication. It was a little bit disappointing in that she did show a much more pronounced limp now that the butte had worn off. And I expressed my disappointment to the veterinarian about how little I thought she improved. And that's not his fault. I mean, you know, I agreed to the treatment and that's what it's all about is that I'm in charge of her health and what she receives and what she doesn't receive. And and I was also in charge of how much work she got. And I, well, I followed the prescription to the T and I really thought that we had a good treatment program. It turned out that yeah, there was some mild improvement, but not a whole lot. You know, that's just the way it is with horses. But I do think she was, you know, she's in a lot better shape. So that's, we got that going for us. The vet really wanted us to do the MRI. And, well, if money were no object, I'd probably do it. Money is an object. And what was scaring me the most was that when the first exam happened, when he blocked the nerve on the left foot, and the lameness showed up on the right, I felt that if we were going to do an MRI on the left, we would most likely have to do one on the right as well. So that would double that that expense. And again, I'm looking ahead to different treatments. We, uh, And, you know, I'm no vet, so I don't know. But is there really, is there a surgical option? I don't think so. Most likely the treatment option would have been stem cell treatment and she's a 19-year-old horse and I've just proven for the last two months that I could ride her on butazolidin so it just didn't seem feasible. I know that might sound a little cold or callous but it just didn't seem feasible to spend that much money to not really come up with a definitive cure. So that you know that's where we're at right now. I got a lot of emails from people from the first show that we did, and they recommended that Jesse do some Equiox, which is a COX-2 inhibitor that might be a little bit more effective than Butte as far as an anti-inflammatory. So for the next two months anyway, we're going to try that. I'm going to keep on the pretty much the same routine. I don't think I'm going to put the gel inserts underneath the hooves. I'll likely keep some sort of uh, shoe on her front feet just to kind of increase that angle and see if that breakover helps. But I'm really having a good time riding her. Now that I've got permission to ride her three or four times a week, we go out and have a pretty good time. It's, well, I have a good time. I never, <laughs> you're never really sure whether they're having a good time because we'll trot along. I'll work her a little bit and then we'll walk along and then I'll stop and work her around a pole or a bush or something like that, or I'll take the rope out with me and and we'll work from there. So th- this is kind of what I like to do with my horses is just to go out and ride, and Jessie's er- earning her hay that way. So, uh, you know, for now, it is what it is, and I hate that saying, but that's, that's what we got to, to go on, and that's what we're going to do. I'm also thinking that, Later in the summer, if uh, things don't improve, 
I'll take her back and uh, we'll try swim therapy again. When she had this lameness back in 2016, I took her to a place that has a underwater treadmill where she swam every day for a month and she came out pretty good. So instead of uh, spending that money on the MRI, which I'm not sure will show any results, I might give this other treatment, which is about a third of the cost, uh, a go again, and we'll see if that improves her lameness. So that's it. That's the update on Jesse's lameness. You know, a couple weeks ago, I had told you that we'd gone up to a ranch and I had taken scratch. We had done some roping and it was in an area where scratch had grown up wild. He's a, He was a wild horse. And I wondered at the time whether scratch remembered that place that he might have roamed free on. And I was wondering what your thoughts are on that. Do you think horses can remember stuff like that? And how for how long? I recently had an occasion to return to the ranch with Scratch, and he seemed less interested than he did the first time. It would be a good topic for a podcast. What do you think your horse's favorite memory is? Or what do you think your horse's most anxious memory is? I'd love to hear about it. I'd love to hear what you think. I mean, we commonly anthropomorphize our horses and provide them with human feelings and emotions and things like that. What do you think their capacity for memory is? Anyway, if you have something you'd like to share on the show, I'd love to hear from you. Email me at john at woepodcast.com. If you've got an idea that you'd like to share on the show, you can do it a couple of different ways. You can record your thoughts, use the voice memo on your phone, and send me the file, or you record them on your computer. That's what I'm doing. That's how I do the podcast. Or we can set up an interview through Skype, and I can record it through there. Because I'd love to talk to you. I'd love to hear what you're doing with your horse and what challenges you might face and how you overcome them. I think it's an inspiration to everybody. I really appreciate you guys listening to the show downloading it you know you can find every episode of the woe podcast at woepodcast.com and we're on almost every podcast catcher there is itunes stitcher google play spotify iHeartRadio. if you click subscribe you'll never miss an episode thanks again for listening to the show and sharing it with your riding buddies until next time for renee this is john Hare saying Go have some fun with your horses. Bye-bye, everybody. If you have something that you would like to share on this show, thank you, Buster.